0: The Acts of the Apostles, Acts chapter number 2, we're going to go to today. We're going to look at the birth of the church. There we go. The Acts of the Apostles, okay? The Holy Ghost falls in this chapter and the church is born. I want to bring out a little bit of something that the Lord showed me this week on this. First of all, we've got to take notice, and we talked about this already. There were 500 who saw Him ascend into heaven. There were 120 who made the journey back. So just about barely 25% made the journey. You've got to make sure you're in the 25%. All right? I said, you've got to make sure you're in the 25%. If she comes up to me today and she says, I don't think I want to go to church anymore, and if you keep going to church, I think I'm going to leave and go somewhere else, I'm going to have to say, go somewhere else. I said, if she comes up to me and says, I don't want to live for God anymore, I don't want to do the church thing anymore, and if you continue to do it, I don't think I'm going to hang around you anymore, then she's going to have to go and I'm going to have to keep going to church. Because guess what? I have to make sure that I make it. She has to make sure that she makes it. You have to make sure that you make it. We all have to make sure that we make it. It was Peter that said, you better work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. He said, don't look at this generation and don't look at all the problems that it has, but be sure that you've got your salvation worked out. Amen? I want to be talking to a church that has some things worked out with God that when the trumpet sounds or you take your last breath, that you're ready to meet him. We are now 50 days after the resurrection, hence the day of Pentecost. Pentecost means 50th. So let's see what happens now as we continue on. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Yes. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. God never does anything by mistake. Never. God never does anything in your life by mistake. I'm not going to get into a survey or a census here, but there are those of you in here who were born later in life in your family. Yea, verily, I am one of them. I'm 15 years behind my oldest brother. I'm 12 years behind the next guy. Some people would say that I am an uh uh-oh. Some would say that I was a mistake. Some would say I was a surprise, surprise, surprise. But God looked at Jeremiah and he said, "Before you were conceived, I already had a plan for you. Before you were in your mother's womb, I already had ordained you to be a prophet. Joshua, when you were locked away still in the deep womb of the universe, God had a plan for you. It doesn't matter how late you came in life. what matters is is that you got here. It doesn't matter where you've been on your journey. what matters is is you are right here, right." Now, this is where God has put you. This is where God has called you. Now it's time to put down your roots and say, Jesus, put the fruit in my life that you need to put in my life. Oh, can I get a witness in the house today? You're in the right place at the right time. God never does anything by accident, God is never surprised. My car, I used that line two weeks ago when I looked at my brothers and we were sitting at the table with the doctors and we were trying to decide what we were going to do about ventilators and respirators and all that. And I said, God is not surprised by this situation that we are in right now. God is never surprised by any situation that you find yourself in. Oh, you will be surprised. You will be surprised at the personnel involved in the surprise. Some of you have had people talk to you that, in, in a way that you look now and say, "I would have never dreamed that that person would have talked to me like that. I would have never dreamed that that person would have treated me like that." God is not surprised. Don't you be surprised either when people disappoint you. Don't you be surprised either when people treat you bad and treat you and speak all manner of evil against you. Isn't that what the book said? Didn't he say that standing on the side of the Sea of Galilee? Bless them that curse you. Pray for them that despitefully use you and speak all manner of evil against you. Guess what? God is not surprised by your situation, but God has allowed this situation to come into your life to get you to the place that He needs to be to fulfill the greatness that He has put inside of you. What are you talking about? Genesis chapter number 12. God said to Abraham, Abram, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to bless those that bless you, and I'm going to curse those that curse you. I'm going to let your seed be blessed throughout all of the earth. And in thee, Abram, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And three chapters later, he gets Abram in in a, in a trance, and he gets Abram at a sacrificial offering, where Abram had to drive the buzzards away from the sacrifice. Let me tell you something, when you go to lay sacrifices down, the demons and buzzards will try to come and take your sacrifice, and will try to destroy your faith. But stand up, my good brother, stand up, my good sister, because you get the faith inside of you to drive the demons of doubt away and say god gave me a word and i'm sticking to his word is anybody given a word that you're sticking to god gave you a word if god said he's going to do something in your life it doesn't matter what the blood test says if god gave you a promise it doesn't matter what the doctor says when he closes the door and says we've got some bad news. Because God is going to finish what he started in you. You take it to the bank. You put it in the vault. You do whatever you want to with it. If God said it, God will accomplish it. Now how to he get on all that? I'll tell you. I'm thinking, God's not surprised. We're at the day of Pentecost. They're receiving the Holy Ghost. Now, you watch what happens. I haven't forgot about Genesis 15. Everybody says, Brother Tracy starts the story and then he forgets it. No, I haven't. Genesis 15, Abram is talking there with God. He does the sacrifice. The buzzards come, try to take the sacrifice. A deep sleep, a vision falls on Abram. And God says to him, Nevertheless, thy seed shall serve a nation 400 years. And at the end of the 400 years, I'm going to judge that nation and your seed shall come out with great substance. He was talking about Egyptian bondage. Egyptian slavery. It didn't catch God by surprise. God was talking to Abraham about it generations before it happened. And when those people found themselves in bondage and they were crying and complaining about their circumstances, it didn't really affect God any. God is not really concerned about our comfort. One thing I like about Brother Kyle, I know he's going to say something extremely important when he says, honestly, he always prefaces, honestly. I say, okay, I know, here it comes. And honestly, it ticks him off. And me, probably Matt, too. Look at this. Look at these shirts. Look at this. Black shirt. A little gray there, but that's all right. Nice shirts. Hmm. When we are in the midst of our trial, and God really doesn't care how we feel about it, you're in the midst of the deepest, darkest valley of your days, and God seems to care less whether you're dead or alive. He doesn't care if you came home, Rose, and you had all that slime from the slime pits of Egypt in your hair and inside your ears and under your fingernails. You go to make bread for the babies that night at your house, and you look down, and under your nails is the slime from the pits of Egypt, and you're in slavery, and you're in bondage and you don't understand why and God put a heavy word on your ancestors that your seed would his seed would fill all the earth and now you're looking at all of this junk and you look at your sores on your feet from stomping out all of that and your your hands are callous from gathering the straw and it seems like God is not even a million miles near you or close to you and you're wondering what in the name of God if you can talk to God and say what in the name of God God are you trying to do in my life you don't even care about me you don't you know nobody loves me i can't get a hold of brother tracy nobody at that church wants to talk to me it seems like i just go to church and i don't feel anything and i'm just all by myself and everything is happening but what you don't realize is is god is using the process to bring out the promise that was put in your life by his word generations before The process brings about the contractions and the labor. The contractions and the labor are instigated by the birthing of the promise that was put in there. But what is the contractions and the labor? It's pain. It's suffering, it's work, it's slavery in Egypt. But that slavery in Egypt had to happen in order to bring 70 people in a family out eventually as millions of people in a nation. I hope this is making sense. So in the midst of your process, do not despise the process because the process is what God uses to get you to where He wants you to be. It is not important what I want to be. It is not important what I think I want to do. I wouldn't mind going to Texas and getting a church down there and pastoring a nice church in Texas and nice weather year-round. Probably wouldn't have had any horses, Sherry, sorry. But might have had a few cows. I know, no cows. But God says, no, you're going to Vandalia. And I said, I don't think so. If you want me to go to Vandalia, then you let somebody walk up to me that doesn't even know that you and I are having this conversation, which was in Lawrenceville, Lawrenceville, Illinois, And say, you know, Brother Tracy, if you had a church, we'd come to it. Because I thought I really had it down. There is no way that anybody is going to know me and know my circumstances and anything that I'm talking to you about today, God, and say, if you have a church, we'd come to it. Let's see. Evansville to Effingham. Two hours, maybe. Hour and a half. And here backs up the car at Walmart 2 hours later and the guy gets out to get peat moss and I look at him and I know him and he looks at me and he knows me. Well, brother Tracy, how you doing? I didn't know whether he's going to love me or hate me. He loved me. And he threw his arms around me and he stepped back and I said, "Uh-oh." And you know what he said? If you had a church, in Bandelia, we'd come to it now see i thought i had fooled god and i felt good for about two hours because within two hours god smacked me right between the eyes but i tell you what's happened because of that word and guess what those people the guy that hugged me he never did come he's still not here god wasn't worried about his church membership And God really wasn't worried about the peat moss that the old homeboy thought he needed. All he did was when I said what I said in Evansville... God spoke to that man and said, you better go to Walmart and get some peat moss. And when you get the peat moss, I'm going to make sure that all the people are right where they need to be. You see, God has your destiny right in his hand. He knows where you've come from. He knows what you're going through. And he knows, listen to this, and he knows where he wants to take you. It's not where I want to go. It's where he wants to take me. It's not what I want to do. It's what He wants to do. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So be it. And what this place has become and is becoming is a Holy Ghost epicenter for the moving of the Holy Ghost in this area and guess what I had to do I had to listen to God and God sent men into my life to say brother Tracy listen to God take the high road keep walking keep trusting and now when we walk in here we get to see people come in here throw their hands in the air and receive the Holy Ghost and begin to speak with tongues we get to watch teenage young men and women go down in that water and have their Washed away. Why? Because God uses a process and God is using the process in you. Don't fight it. Don't run from it. Don't be afraid. Just let it happen. Now, I want to show you something here. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As far as I've seen, you can't get it any other way. I've read the book cover to cover multiple times, and it ain't in there any other way. Somebody said, do I have to speak in tongues to get the Holy Ghost? Why wouldn't you want to? Why wouldn't you want to yield over the most unruly member of your body to the sovereign move of God's spirit and let him take control and let God see what God can do? right, Brooklyn. Now watch what happens. Let's read on. We're going to get past the slide. All of them were filled, the NIV, with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Spirit gave them this ability. I didn't learn it. It just happened. I don't know what I'm saying, but it feels good. And there's times when it comes out soft and there's times when it comes out bold and there's times when it's there real nice and there's times when i want to i could just run over it david said i could run through a troop and leap over a wall there's just times when it's there amen now watch this the amplified oh i like this one next one please and everyone present was filled with the holy spirit and began speaking in languages they didn't know for the holy spirit gave them this ability Uh uh-huh let's go on and they were all filled Diffused throughout their souls with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other different foreign languages, tongues, as the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. That word diffuse comes from the word that means to spread throughout. When I got the Holy Ghost on June 16th, 1981, it didn't just get in my throat. It didn't just get on my lips. It was diffused throughout me it was scattered throughout me. I had Holy Ghost under my fingernails. I had Holy Ghost under my toenails. I had Holy Ghost in between my toes. The toe jam had to leave and the Holy Ghost had to come in. I had Holy Ghost in my feet. I had it in my legs. I had it in my gizzard if I had one. Let me tell you something. Almost 30 years later, it's still the same story. I got it in my feet. I got it in my hands. I got it in my legs. I got it in my ears. I got it in my eyes oh i want to know today do you have the holy ghost spread throughout you is it diffused all through you are you full of the holy ghost and fire today hallelujah and guess what this church is going to have to stay and it's going to have to become more intense and that's why we fast and that's why we pray because we want this to be a place we want this to be 12.6 acres that when they drive on this property hallelujah i'm looking for the day that somebody comes in and says when we turned on that property the holy ghost hit our car and my wife began speaking in tongues driving down the driveway i'm talking about spread diffused all over me hallelujah let's go on i'm gonna try to get two slides done today now watch this. At the same time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. They were in every nation. God doesn't do anything by accident. When he got ready to show his glory, he had every nation represented. When God gets ready to use you, he's going to have all the, all the pawns and all the pieces in place. You know, when God opens a door, he doesn't open one with a crack. All of them open. Boom, 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 boom. It's the domino effect. That's what I call it. When God opens a door, every door opens simultaneously. Whoa. The highway is made. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running. Did you hear that? They heard the loud noise. That just blows dead church out of the water. I had to look at Brother Clark today and said, I don't know if he hit a button back there. Turn it up, Clark. Come on. Let's get this thing. Let's feel it. This thing needs to be the closest thing to a nightclub. This needs to be a nightclub for Jesus. Thumping. Hallelujah. Rocking. The Lord gave me a title for a sermon. I'm going to preach one of these today. called Shake, Rattle, and Roll. Shake, rattle, and roll. Shake, <laughs> rattle, and roll. Hmm. I don't know if I can do the Ghana. I wish I could moonwalk. Everyone came running. They were bewildered to hear their, in their own languages, their own languages being spoken by the believers. And I'm sorry, they did not just receive the Holy Ghost so the other people would know what they were talking about. Oh, come on. That won't hold any water. Are you kidding me? Because when I speak in tongues, ain't nobody around telling me what I said. So something's awry here. Let's go. And they were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed, "These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own languages." They were blown away. Go on, please. Here we are: Parthians, Medes, Lamnites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Judea Cappadocia, Pontus, in the province of Asia, Pergia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and areas of Libya round about around around Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts. To Judaism. All of these nations were represented. If you take the maps of every place that is named here, it will cover the known world at that time. It will cover the civilized world at that time. God never does anything by accident. What He's doing in your life is on purpose. What He's doing in your family is on purpose. Please take your hand off of God's plan and let God do what He wants to do. I don't know why I keep coming back to that, but I'm pastoring, I guess, right now. Let's go on. Christ Cretans and Arabs, Arabs. And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They ask each other. What in the world? Or as we'd say in 2010, "OM." Thank you. None of you older people knew it. All the younger ones did. What in the world does all this mean? I'll tell you what it meant. God said to Abram, when he gave him his original word, he said, I want you to step outside. And he stepped outside. He said, I want you to look at the stars of the heavens. Can you count them? Nope. He said, your seed will be as the stars of the heavens and the sands of the sea. And we all know from teaching Bible studies that the sand of the sea is the natural seed the nation of Israel, natural Jew. But then we also know that the stars of the heaven are the spiritual seed of Abraham. And guess who the spiritual seed of Abraham is? Us. The church. What is happening here is now God is finally fulfilling what he told Abraham he would do thousands of years before when the church was born. When the church was born, now the birth of the spiritual seed, the stars of the heaven, has now come into the family and lineage of Abraham. That's what we're talking about right here. And when God gets ready to do something like that, He puts it all on stage so the whole world can see it. Let me tell you something. God did not call us to this church and to this property and put us together as a church just to keep us down here by the pond. God gave us a word that we are going to go and we are going to build churches all around the region and, yay, on different continents. And guess what we're going to do? We're going to follow after the word of God. We are going to be a people and we are going to be men and women of destiny. We are going to be men and women of purpose. Our plan is that we are going to look for a city one day where we're going to see him. And he's going to say, come on in, good and faithful. They stood amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. What's this next verse? You'll like this one. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk. That's all. Don't spend too much time on that last line because that's another Sunday. I am compiling information on drunks. But God called you and put you right here. God called you and planted you right here. Amen? This is your purpose. This is your plan. This is where you're supposed to be right now. And I've already preached it before because I heard it on the radio today. Some of you are just here passing through. Some of you won't stay here forever. My God, he's a pastor. He's trying to run. No, I'm not trying to run you off. I'm telling you that God brings you into places in your life, and then you deposit into that place, and that place deposits into you. And what is deposited into you then prepares you for the next step that's coming ahead. I was not ready to be a pastor 15 years ago, but what I've went through the last 15 years has made me ready to pastor now. Make sense? What you pick up as you go through life gives you equipment and prepares you for the journey that is ahead of you because God is never taken by surprise. And God is putting this church as an epicenter of Holy Ghost movement in this area. Let me say that again because i don't know if you got it god is putting this church in this area as a connect point as an epicenter of the moving of the holy ghost you see there's about 18 churches in vandalia and most of those churches do not preach on the baptism of the holy ghost speaking with other tongues But what I'm telling you is, God is not taken by surprise. God knows who He wants, where He wants them. And God has put us here for this spot. So when you drive on this property, you say to yourself or your wife or your husband, we are where God wants us to be. We are at the center of what God has for this area right now. And from this area, look what it did in Jerusalem. From Jerusalem it hit Rome. And from Jerusalem it hit Asia. And from Asia it hit Crete. And it hit Ephesus. And Philadelphia. And Laodicea. It hit all of those places. But it started in one place. Guess what? Van?" Illinois Family Worship Center is that one place for this area well I don't know Brother Tracy I think you're just high closest I ever got to being high was a kills the house in in the middle of the winter with the real kills not that late text that's just candy that late this is the real stuff and I tell you what when you're the thing is didn't what well, too cold to open the windows Mary Lou and we were spraying. I had white things coming out my nose for a week. But when the, the, you go outside and you're staggering and you, the guy that's helping you is puking, I think that was pretty close to being high. The, as the world turns, literally, it was. But I'm not high. I'm not tooting the horn of this church. I'm telling you what the mind of the Holy Ghost is. You watch what happened there. It hit Jerusalem and it went around the world. Watch this. Family Worship Center is in Vandalia. Who in here's from Sefton? Thank you. Who's here from Saint Elmo? Who's here from Brownstown? Who's here from Lebanon? Anybody here from uh, Ramsey? Anybody here from Finley? Anybody here from Centralia? Anybody here from Bluff City? Anybody here from Houston, Texas? Anybody here from Herrick? We got heretics here? We do. Herrick. If Tom's mom and and stepdad were here, they'd be from Farina. John Hipper was here. He'd be from Tower Hill. Anybody here from St. Louis originally? Anybody here from Troy? Originally. Are you seeing anybody here from Iowa? Are you seeing what I'm saying? How many from Vandalia? Guess what? That's not that many. How many from Arkansas? Come on now. Suey! How about them hogs? Are you seeing what I'm saying? This is an epicenter and this is a Holy Ghost connect point that God has called us to. This is my final admonition to this church today. Stay walking together in love and unity. Don't let the devil drive wedges between you and your friendships and your relationships and your marriage. Stay strong in the faith. Be bold. Be encouraged. Walk godly. Walk holy. Walk like you're a man of purpose. Walk like you're a woman of destiny. Oh, let's all stand and give him some praise. Come on, let's praise Him now. Oh, let's praise Him. Come on, let's praise Him. We're not going to let the devil turn us around. We're ending this in praise today. We're walking strong. We're walking by faith. We're going to keep walking. Doesn't matter what hell says. Doesn't matter what the doctor says. Doesn't matter what our spouse says. We're walking strong and bold in Christ. Come on now. Anybody, soldiers, any soldiers in the house? <laughs> Woo. Huh. Let's praise him again. You're at the epicenter. You're at the epicenter. I said you're at the Come on, let's praise him. Praise him like you know where you're at. Praise him like you know your destiny. Praise him like he's called you. Praise him like he's put all the faith of heaven in you. Ya somo satala mahaya. Ho